Blog Talk Radio. my friends, Christ is risen. The opening music is by Salve Vocal Group from the CD Native Angels by Salve. I really love this CD. That's why I play it every Sunday morning. And it has many other uh, unusual spiritual songs and fun songs with Native American instruments and Gregorian chanting and and also uh, other kind of singing. So if you'd like a copy, contact savae.org or you can find them on Facebook as they do live shows. 
You can also listen to them for free on YouTube, or you can buy their CD on Amazon. That's where I found mine. And uh, let's see. I'm your host and uh, friend, Reverend Sean McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created to focus on the tenets. Sunday is a a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I just happen to be a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of my Ryrie Study Bible. Of course, you may use any Bible you wish. Uh, Because of many spiritual experiences I've had, and grateful and grateful for how God and Jesus have brought me so far in the Holy Spirit. We have ongoing Bible readings and discussion of our spiritual experiences. And we will begin, um, I'm pretty sure in June, to start having special speakers at least uh, once a month. And I'm just personally focused on being my real self and just carrying the message given to me and just reading the Bible. And we are making our way straight through the New Testament. And uh, the the call-in number, if you have a specific request, would be 619-924-9744, and the lines are open. And uh, Sacred Sunday airs every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now, let's say our opening prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we pray for all the Christians and those of every other faith being persecuted world time. Their freedom to worship and lies are in great jeopardy. Those whose lives were taken for distorted and evil reasons, and they now have become martyrs. We pray for all those suffering from violence here at home and abroad. We pray for those who are sick in mind and body. May they have the recovery they need. Those who are lonely and uncomforted, may they be comforted. God, forgive us our sins. We pray for those who are suffering from domestic violence in their own homes. And we also pray for freedom from addiction of all kinds. Please, God, send your Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect them and all your angels to watch over everyone. Our prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world, including the animals and the little babies who can't speak for themselves. We also pray for wisdom of our president and the rest of our policymakers. They have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all the countries for problems of suffering worldwide. Thank you, God, for everything, everything you have given us. And in some cases, thank you, God, for what you have taken away from us. We ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his care. And everyone and their families are in our prayers and constant prayer. May we stay in constant prayer, daily vigils, praying, because we need more prayers, because evil is working overtime. We ask for help and strength, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, we have uh, several birthdays today, so let's see. We wish Carrie Boyer a very happy birthday. Christopher Rosak, happy birthday, Chris. Michaela Cornelius, we wish her a very happy birthday. Rob Walton, uh, we wish him a very happy and blessed birthday. And also Niram Drimma Pramasari, 
We wish Niram a very, very happy and blessed birthday along with everybody else. If it's your birthday or anniversary and you'd like to celebrate it on the air, just let me know with a little note on Facebook. You can find me, Charlene Simpson-McCain, and uh, friend me, and uh, we can start praying for you. Or drop me a little note, Charlene McCain, P.O. Box 980, Hermosa Beach, California, 90254-0980. We wish everybody a happy and blessed birthday today. If you have a special anniversary and announcements, uh, God bless you. And the people that uh, are graduating, we just wish you a very happy and prosperous life ahead. And remember to still have fun. And you can get all your book stuff done. So we're really proud of you. God bless you all. Okay, so uh, let's see. If you don't have a Bible at home, you can go to two sources that I use, www.biblegateway.com or www.biblia.com. The www.biblia.com has uh, the the coordinates, and uh, it's really good if you want to look up things back and forth. Okay, so last week, last week, we read chapter four. And it was a very interesting chapter because, as we know, Paul is the speaker. And uh, this one was uh, about Paul of Tarsus' professional house sitter. Anyway, Corinthians chapter 4, let's read the summary and then we're going to move on to reading chapter 5 today. The apostles are like house sitters taking care of God's place while he's temporarily out of town. Sure, you have to check the references of your house sitter, but other than that, you're good. And Paul's references, namely Jesus, are pretty ironclad. That's why the Corinthians shouldn't judge his work against the work of others. God has already vouched for him. It's not like Paul is ever going to face judgment, but that friends, is up to God himself. In short, don't do God's job for him, Corinthians. But then again, Paul tells them, it's cool for you guys to judge in God's place because you're so amazing. Sarcasm alert. Anyway, for after all, the Corinthians are the greatest, right? They're richest kings. They have power, wisdom, strength, and everyone loves them. They're in the best. Uh, not. And the poor apostles like Paul are just poor, weak, and hungry, and thirsty, and they don't have all the power except what was given to them by God. And then they're homeless, and they're weak, and they're weary. Okay, now, this next thing is titled, Daddy Dearest. Look, Paul says, sarcastic comments aside, he's not trying to be a jerk. He doesn't want to embarrass the Corinthians and make them feel bad. He's kind of like acting like they're dead. Uh, isn't that God's metaphor? He's, Paul watches over them along with Jesus like a father. So do, so do as he says, kids. Paul lets, tells them that he's sending Timothy to Corinth so he can remind the little children of the church how they should be acting. And if Paul doesn't hear a good report, well, then he's going to have to come down there to young church, and he might be bringing his belt with him. Run, kids. Anyway, it's supposed to be funny, but uh, but... On the other hand, it's very serious because there were serious discrepancies happening in the church, as we're going to read with Chapter 5. And that's why Paul's writing all these letters. And uh, we're going to do, uh, let's see, we're going to read. So let's turn to Chapter 5 in our Bible. We'll give you a second to uh, turn the pages there. Let's see. Let's go to Chapter 5. Okay. Moral Disorders in the Church, Chapter 5, 1 Corinthians. 
It is actually reported that there is immorality among you, an immorality of such a kind that it does not exist even among the Gentiles, that someone has his father's wife. You have become arrogant and have not mourned instead, so that the one who had done this deed would be removed from your midst. This is the punishment that was prescribed. For I, on my part, though absent in the body but present in the spirit, have already judged him who has so committed this, that though I were present. And in the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and I with you in the spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, I have decided to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that his spirit may be saved for the day of the Lord Jesus. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven, leaven, a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? Clean out the old leaven so that you may be have a new lump, just as you were in fact unleavened. For Christ, our Passover, also has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with immoral people, and I did not at all mean with the immoral people of this world, or with the covetous, or swindlers, or with the idolaters, or then you would have to go out of the out into the world. But actually, I wrote you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is an immoral person, or covetous, or an idolater or reviler, or a drunkard, or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those within the church? But those who are outside, God judges. Remove the wicked man from amongst yourselves. Now that's the end. So he is extremely angry in this letter. And let's go read back what he's talking about. The immorality is incest, forbidden by both Old Testament and Roman law, Suggestion some sort of permanent relationship with his father's wife, not the offender's mother, but a stepmother, possibly divorcing from his father, and that nothing had said about disciplining a woman. It seems to indicate she was not a Christian. Anyway, remove refers to church discipline and excommunication. To deliver such a one to Satan for destruction of his flesh. Now, that's what I want to read about and find out what he means. This evidently means that the church wants to discipline the sinning brother by committing him to Satan's domain and the world and to Satan's chastisement, the destruction or ruin of his body, flesh means body here, and through sickness or even death. Destruction does not mean annihilation, but ruin. Persistent sin often leads to physical punishment. Okay, now he, we're up to 5.7 and it's talking about 11. A symbol of impurity. Uh, by, by, posi- by position, they were unleavened. Paul urges that their practice correspond, Passover. Christ has already sacrificed, and just as Passover was followed by the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, during which all leaven was removed from the houses, so should the Corinthians, who were already cleansed, now walk in holiness. Now they're talking about the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. And then 5.9 to associate. Have familiar fellowship. It is impossible not to have some contact with the evil people in the world in the daily pursuits of life. But Paul says it is improper to have fellowship with a Christian who is under discipline. Now we're on to 5.11. To have familiar fellowship with someone under discipline might indicate approval of what he did, so as not even to eat with such, an obvious act of fellowship. 
and the church should leave the judgment of the unbelievers to God and concentrate on setting its own house in order. So at the end, they're telling, uh, Paul was telling them to remove him from the church. So that's the end of chapter 5. It was very harsh, but I think this harshness is coming from that this man and this woman might have even been attending church together, and uh, he is actually dating his own stepmother, which is an incestual sin against the law. And uh, although things have gotten lax in our world today, this is also still seen as very bad. So uh, let's not do it. Okay, there's plenty of people out there. We don't have to go to family members and be incestuous. You know, it's just, uh, you know, when I, when I was a kid, I used to wonder that the Bible always talked about this radical stuff and that uh, it's not just the little nice pretty stuff, but it really talks about things in real life and it seems entirely aware of the sin and how we fall short and uh, that it can happen to anybody. And it does happen to anybody. In my work, I see clients that have uh, been to prison, and it and the clients have been in trouble with a felony, and it covers everybody, even including the police, the clergy, uh, could be pilots, could be anybody. It doesn't matter. And uh, we all have sinned and come and fall short of the glory of God. That's just the human condition. And uh, what he was talking about is don't be hanging around with people. They're actually sinning right in front of your face. Everybody knows that whatever is wrong. Infidelity, pastors dating the, the the people in the church, all these other crazy things that go on when people mix. And, and to me, this is a condition of uh, of of people that are mixed together. Uh, I call it the campus. So when men and women are a co-ed campus, they mix, you know, who knows what's going to happen. So uh, let us, you know what, I was going to read out of our guidepost, but I'm going to read something out of my book today. And I'm just looking for a story that that would be appropriate. Um, Okay, let's see. I'm looking right now. Please be patient. I'm just looking through here. Okay, this is... Uh... Okay, excuse me. Okay. I, I'm across this one. Um, uh, you know, I have to get this book out. Uh, I haven't had it in print yet, but um, I have said that story. I'm just trying to pick up a story we haven't read on here. Okay. This one I call, uh, excuse me, are you listening? God often speaks to us, and he speaks to us often and continually. In this world, we have been taught not to believe in our own instincts, not to believe in our intuitions. We ignore our hunches. We have been prejudiced against concerning the content of our dreams. This has affected our ability to be directed by them. Dreams are messages to us from God. Some of our dreams are, of course, more general in content, yet we have what I call the big dream. We all know these dreams are somehow different. Sometimes after having them, we wake up different people. We let go of the incorrect and no longer useful belief systems. We are reborn in the morning. 
or we have been given a useful idea and follow up on it. And it turned out to be perfect. Oddly, we have to fall asleep before we'll even listen. Only then will we suspend our denial mechanism. The Bible has many records of powerful dreams that have changed the world. In our times, many have followed the promptings from above. In a dream, Jesus beckoned the young Demetrius to follow him. After becoming a priest and serving near his hometown, Demetrius came to America and was deacon to the Archbishop Michael, who coincidentally baptized me as a baby in 1952. He eventually became Archbishop Iconovos, Archbishop of the Greek Orthodox Church, North and South America. On March 15, 1965, he took part in the Civil Rights March to Selma, Alabama, with the Reverend Martin Luther King. This man followed his dream. One villager in Africa had a dream that he was to go to America. He left his village only with the clothes on his back and a walking stick, barefoot because he wanted to keep his shoes new for when he would meet his then unknown benefactors. He walked to America. It took him three years. Well, he made it. When he got here, a college of uh, a college heard uh, his astounding persistence, and they awarded him with full scholarship, and he's now a professor at that college. And these dreams are easy to discern for their goodness, and you can know them by their fruits. Pay attention to your important dreams. If they are from God, they are always 100% correct, and sometimes you get affirmation for them. It always brings us closer in our understanding of God and ourselves and the directions we must take. Even more direction comes from the Bible. The Bible is God writing letters to us, so we don't have the excuse that God didn't write. So, dear one, read his letters. Read the mail God has sent you. Excuse me, are you listening? He has a message for you. And they said to one another, here comes the dreamer, Genesis thirty-seven nineteen. And it will come about that this, I will pour my spirit out on all mankind, and your sons and daughters will prophecy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. That's both in Joel 2:28 and Acts 2:17-21. And having been warned by God in the dream not to return to Herod, they departed their own country another way. And now when they depart, departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the mother the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. That was Matthew 2.13. I really love that story. Now let's read one more before we have to close for the morning. This is from something, from nothing to something. How do we come from non-being to being? How can it be that we came into the existence at this time in history? God wills it to be so. From a child I knew this was a special time to be born. I would often wonder, why here, why not there? As far as I knew, I didn't earn my place of birth or the date. When I learned to write, I remember sitting at my desk at school, being astounded at the date on my schoolwork. Even then, I would wonder at God's placement of people, time, and events. We were chosen from the beginning to be here now. In a time when our greatest scientific endeavors, we can feel alienated and distracted, worried, Now it's time to focus on our salvation and what it means to be a child of God. We must learn to depend on his love for us. We must depend on what the Bible tells us. Faith is something alive and real. We must stand on it as much as more as it is much more solid than stone. There is great comfort in knowing that God has this worked out for the ultimate good. We become aware of the layers of being and reality God has made for us, whether it be cellular 
terrestrial, celestial. We have layers of consciousness, consciousness and awareness. God has created such a varied and complex world for us. There must be a wondrous reason for it. Some of us have tapped into this great reality, and we hear about them in stories passed on to us. The saints and mystics and everyday people are sent into ecstasy in a mere glimpse beyond this veil. There are those who think there is nothing but what they see with their unfocused eyes. This is much like saying we are a two-dimensional world, That is, that this is it. If that were so, why do our hearts yearn for more? More. God is the only original creator. Only he created something from nothing. Everything else is cloned, spliced, and grafted from the original starter. Thank you, God, for helping me write that. Amen. He is the image of God and the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both the heavens and the earth, the visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority, all things have been created for him and by him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. That's from Colossians for 1, 15-17. And in closing, therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. And that is from my book, Worth in Worship. Soon to be printed, I hope. So I want to thank you so much. We're now at the end of the ministry today. Um, I just want to say thank you all for listening. I know people are listening in archives. And I want to I want this Sunday morning service to bless you as it has blessed me. Now in closing, let's say together the serenity prayer as we pause for a moment of silent meditation for those out th- out there that are still suffering. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Remember, we are never alone. God loves you, and may your best dream come true and true love live in your heart and that you may find all that you seek and that you need and also accept what is given to you. Bye-bye, my friends. Happy trails to you, and I wish you all the best always. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Bye-bye.